0: Welcome to the First Comes Love podcast. I'm Tim Cavey.
1: And I'm Christine Cavey. We're a suburbanite interracial, interracial couple figuring out marriage, parenting, finances, and life.
0: Join us for real life stories and ideas that will encourage and inspire your own journey. We'll share some laughs, maybe a few tears, and authentic conversations that matter. Let's get into it. For today's topic, we're talking about married life in the G suite. Warning, you are about to enter a world of Google geekiness. You didn't even know existed.
1: So good.
0: So why are we talking about the G suite? And first of all, what is the G suite? The G suite is kind of Google's code name for their entire suite of applications. And these applications live in the cloud and on your mobile device. So, you may know them by the apps, apps like Google Calendar, Gmail, of course, Google Keep, Google Maps, and Google Everything. They're all there in the G Suite. Today, we want to talk about how the G Suite actually helps to make our relationship stronger. Mm -hmm. Now, we know that you probably are sitting there listening to this, and you might be thinking, oh, but I love Microsoft Word and I love my Excel and I love my PowerPoint or maybe outlook. <laughs> yeah, are <right>, an outlook. <laughs> maybe you're an Apple user and you say, oh, I love my numbers. I love my keynote. Is there an Apple version of a spreadsheet program? That I said numbers.
1: Oh, is that uh, what it is? <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't even know.
0: <laughs> the point is that these, these applications in Microsoft and Apple, they're great. They're awesome. But in the G suite, there are a couple of key features that we think really make life better and they actually bring us closer together and it's due to the real time collaboration and we're going to get into that today. Mm -hmm. So we're going to start first of all at Google calendar and Christine talk about your history with Google calendar because it definitely predates our relationship. So when would you say you first got into calendar and why?
1: So I have a history of Google Calendar as a single mom, it was really important to put everything in my agenda, trying to figure out logistics of my life and of the, my kids' lives and make sure there's just so many things. Uh, most of us know when you're living a suburban sort of lifestyle, there's a lot of things going on and things that you need to remember and do not want to forget. and that anybody knows myself included that it's so easy to forget stuff in life and that you need to go to this thing or this appointment or there's a gathering and uh, it helps it helped me save me from a lot of dropping a lot of balls
0: and then as far as my context my history with Google Calendar honestly before I started dating Christine in 2014 I was I would describe myself as a light Google calendar user. Uh, I, I definitely used it periodically, but I didn't check it on a daily basis and I definitely didn't plan. I didn't block time for my life. Meaning I chose to participate in a lot of events that never appeared in Google calendar and life has changed a lot since then, obviously. And we're going to get into that and we'll talk about how Google calendar improves our marriage. But at that time, Yeah, I was a pretty, pretty light user, pretty casual user. Fast forward to today and particularly to, I would say even 2015, because you started to rock my calendar world as soon as we got married. At this time we share calendars and that doesn't mean we don't have unique accounts. We do. So we each have Google calendars connected to our primary email addresses and if you're out there as a couple sharing an email address you have our sympathies because we can't imagine how that would possibly work no (laughs) i
1: don't want tim's emails i don't want to sort through them i don't want to have to deal with them if if there's something relating to both of us please email the both of us right and uh, then that we'll be able to share that but we are our own people with our own agendas and things going on in our lives as well as together yeah So
0: let's just keep that separate. Yeah, I I can't, I don't know how some couples do it. I I think the only solution I can think of is they just don't use email a whole lot. Because if you do, that would just be a nightmare of, you know, the other person opening the message. You can't keep track of what you've read and what you haven't. Oh, it's, it's a headache. But we digress. Let's get back to calendar. So at this current time. I've actually, so we mentioned that we share each other's calendars. So anytime Christine creates an event for herself, like four o'clock hair appointment, five o'clock seeing my sister, this is Christine now, seeing her sister, Angela, six o'clock pick up the boys, whatever it happens to be, I will see those events in my Google calendar, which I access through the web on a computer or in my phone but I've gone to an additional step. And as far as I know, I'm the only person I know who actually does this. Okay, so brace yourself. But I've actually set up notifications so that I get a triggered automatic notification anytime Christine adds an event or changes an event. And that is something that I actually really enjoy. So it does mean that at times I will get 10 to 20 notifications in my email inbox at once, but I'm okay with it because it helps me keep track of my wife's brain, her beautiful, wonderful brain. And when she is planning a get together with her friends or a work event or a road trip to Edmonton or something having to do with church or another association, I can always, sort of have a bit of advance notice and that is so valuable to me because let's talk about what happens when couples are out of sync and things are happening that did not appear on the calendar how do you feel about that
1: oh ooh, I feel like many of you would know those things I have run into those things especially if you don't have a family calendar and of any sort physical or not um, I'm sure there's things that have been booked by one party, one partner, and then the the other one doesn't know about it and gets surprised. Hey, so my parents are coming over for dinner tonight. Can you pick up some wine on the way home? Like that is really stressful. You have like the other partner will have an idea of my in their mind of how their night's gonna go, how the day's gonna go, and to just bring that. Maybe maybe it works for some of you guys. are really flexible sort of thinkers in that way but most of us have an idea especially if it's after work we know we're going to be tired and that kind of stuff we need to have that line of communication you can't always remember it in your mind so having it in the calendar is a live a way of knowing live uh, real time that something is going to go on and to what tim was saying about the Gmail notifications, I think he's crazy. I never, ever, (laughs) ever want that. That would be like, literally, sometimes he has hundreds of emails and I feel like I'm at least a third of that because I do a lot of stuff in my calendar.
0: She does, she does, (laughs) but it's so helpful for me to know and I can go through them really, really fast. I can go through 20 of those in a minute or two and it just helps me sort of, like I said, stay on top of my wife's beautiful brain and understand what she has in mind. If you're still not convinced about the Google calendars, let me pitch you another little scenario. Let's say that husband Tim has the brilliant idea of getting together with a few teacher buddies on a Thursday night. And Tim goes ahead and verbally agrees or maybe even agrees by email with his buddies, but he doesn't put the email, pardon me, he doesn't put the event in his calendar. Well now, wife Christine could go ahead and plan something else that involves Tim Maybe, you know, you might commit to an event, maybe it doesn't involve me, but it involves you, you know, uh, leaving the house, or you mentioned having, you know, us getting together with your parents. Yeah. You look on your calendar and you see an empty night, you see an empty evening, and so you see an opportunity to book something, but then we have a crisis, then we have a conflict, <laughs> because now we're both, we're, we're booking for conflicting events. We can't understand couples that function without synchronizing calendars. And I know, I know the internet has only been around for 20 years or whatever it is, but yeah, I, our advice is on the Google calendar, you've got to sync calendars, open that line of communication. I think of my friend, Julia Vanderveen, who said the Google calendar saved her marriage and I think she was only half joking on that one. So Julia, I've, I've never forgotten that line. I love it. And I think half of the, at least half of the conflicts in marriage have to do with miscommunication. So Google calendar and syncing calendars is just one way to get around that. Well, let's move on and talk about another app in the G suite that does wonders for us. And this is more just a a point of fun and convenience. It's Google photos. What do we have set up with Google photos?
1: Yes, I love Google Photos, So, well, the whole G Suite, but Google Photos, we both back up our photos, everything that our camera takes, it goes into this camera folder, all of us have it on our phones, and we make sure it's backed up to Google Photos, and that automatically happens for us, it's over Wi-Fi. And uh, I can see when I'm in my office, if I were to look at my phone, I can see the pictures that Tim has taken that morning of his classroom, of the notes that he's taken pictures of and that kind of thing. And he can do the same for me, which is really fun. And, And the fact is Google Photos has amazing amazing um enhancements that they've rolled out in the past few years they they track things really well there's facial recognition some of you are really scared about that I actually have not turned that on but Tim has which has proven to be very convenient looking for pictures for my son's 13th birthday I wanted to go all the way back to birth and I just on on Tim's account I just needed to look for Michael and it pulled up every single picture that was taken of Michael and yes I've cannot deny Google knows us better
0: than we know ourselves. Yeah, and we won't get into big data and privacy and all that stuff, but we will. Yeah. I'm obviously a big, I'm fully on board with the Google photo face recognition. It was my brother, Peter Cavey's birthday recently. Shout out to Peter. Heyo. And I searched for Peter's face and Google photos found 1800 photos (laughs) of Peter that I've taken over the years. So pretty powerful feature. Kind of have to ask yourself, as a couple, are there ever moments where you're like, "Hey, you know, I know my partner got this amazing, these amazing photos or this awesome video of a moment." Have you ever asked your partner, "Hey, could you send that to me? Could you share it with me?" Well, no more. If you're, uh, if you've got this feature set up in Google Photos, you can automatically import all of your partner's photos and videos, and it's like Christine said, it's. It's just another really fun way for us to connect and we kind of see into each other's lives a little bit. To some extent, it does depend on how much you use your phone camera, but we both, I mean, of the two of us, I'm definitely the heavier user, but we both enjoy seeing each other's, what what each other is taking photos of.
1: Yeah, I should say for those, Tim has a different setting on than I do. Uh, there's this one setting that um, syncs both uh, cameras both gmail accounts so he's he's got his pictures and my pictures both synced into his google photos I really dislike that because I don't want to see all the teacher notes and education stuff in my album like that is my photos and I care about the pictures he takes of my family and the trips we go on or whatever but um I don't want to see there's a lot of stuff I don't want to see which so at that point I just look at shared photos so I can see his entire album and pick and choose which ones of those album to add to my album and those are two separate settings that putting them together drove me nuts because I was able actually to see things way 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 out you know before I came into the picture some some of it was fun to see and other ones were completely irrelevant like who's this person like hi, back to high school and I don't I don't
0: care <laughs> yeah yeah so there, way, there are diff- about your text. <laughs> there are different ways to set that up and if again Christine has access to all my photos but they don't seamlessly integrate into her main photo feed which is a little bit different than my experience when I open up my Google Photos I've got both of our photos and media all in one feed and for me I, I like it so between you, as a part, as a partnership, as a couple, you can decide how you want to roll with that. But again, Google Photos it just makes sense. And to us, uh, again, Christine mentioned that it will automatically sync whenever you're in Wi-Fi and whenever you open the app. As soon as you open Google Photos on your phone, it will automatically start looking for photos and videos that have not been synced in the cloud. And
1: that's a setting. That
0: that's is a setting. setting. And and. One more thing on Google Photos, actually, is their wonderful feature called Free Up Space. As soon as you hit that button, it will clear all of the photos and videos that have already been synced in the cloud. It will clear them from your local device, which is amazing because with a few clicks, I can delete 1500 photos and videos that I know are in the cloud and I can access them forever because I have an enormous Google Drive storage capacity right now. So. Lots of good fun with Google Photos, but let's move on. And we've got another big one. Hard maybe for, again, for Microsoft Excel users to accept this. I know my brothers, uh, Brother Phil, shout out to Brother Phil, is a big time accountant and he loves his Microsoft Excel and I get it. Excel is awesome. But Google Sheets has come a long way in recent years. I know you live in both worlds. What are are your thoughts on just the power of Google Sheets?
1: I really do. I appreciate Google Sheets. Actually, Google I guess has made the experience very similar to Excel. There's obviously because it's all cloud-based and many of you who know who use Office 365 know that when you're using the cloud-based version of Excel, you lose some functionality and that is the same for Google Sheets which is 100% cloud-based and does not have some of the things that you could if it was on your local device. That said, its it works very similarly and feels almost the same. There's some settings that are, are a little bit different but I, I really enjoy it and I use it as if it was Excel. I My default though is Excel that's definitely my preference but because we're a Google family Anything that pertains to our family and the things that we need to do together in our partnership is in Google Sheets.
0: Right. So I think one of the biggest takeaways there is that, again, Sheets and all of the apps in the G Suite, or just about all of them, are fantastic at collaboration and commenting between users and viewing files at the same time. So That is, again, the reason that we are big fans of these apps. So let's talk about how we use Google Sheets. The main thing that we do with Sheets, of course, is financial, and that is you know, the primary reason that most people get into spreadsheets, right, is when we're talking about money. And so we have a system, and Christine deserves a ton of credit for maintaining this system. We have a financial system set up in one of our Google Sheets, and of course, this is like the mother sheet of them all. It's huge and it's got separate tabs for every month, but basically what Christine does is she combs through all of our plastic card transactions once a week, and she inputs them manually into Google Sheets, and she uses automation and formulas and functions to tabulate in real time, not quite in real time, but to tabulate and summarize exactly how much we've spent in every budget category in our spending sheet. And that lets us know if we are spending under or over budget in each category. And it's a phenomenal tool when it comes to the end of the month and we have to sit down and look at the sheet together. We like to go through it together and just to say, okay, where are we failing? Where are we winning? But where are we failing? Where are we spending too much? What changes do we need to make in the coming month? And full disclosure, Christine, this system hasn't been perfect for us because just because it's it. I don't know. It's it's so hard to get to consistently week after week. What are your yeah. thoughts on it?
1: Yeah, I mean, at one point we started really strong, we did. and we were meeting every week. We developed that that budget, and here's yeah what to expect in the coming month. Uh, but it it takes like an hour of sitting down and talking about it, just like meetings are many of you know work live in the corporate world it takes some real intentionality you have to set aside time and that is something that we don't do all the time you know another thing that Tim mentioned is that I manually enter them in and I do comb through them I adore those websites the the I think Visa is really good at this they tabulate all the expenditures in a way that it's a simple copy and paste and so I, I just copy and paste our expenditures and it's beautiful and then i categorize them from there in the sheet uh in our banking for example it doesn't export well in the same format um formatting the same columns and rows and that kind of thing and so that one is literally manually entering you know this day i went over to superstore and to starbucks and that kind of thing um but yeah and that takes because of that it does take a lot of time
0: it does take a lot of time, but just to sort of round out the visual, we've got a master page on the Google sheet that summarizes our spending month by month according to every category. So for example, we can easily scan through 2019 and see how much we've spent on groceries to the penny every single month. We can do the same thing for Tim's fund money. We can do the same thing for you know, Christine's clothing for car expenses for any of these different categories, and it really is helpful to have that information at our fingertips to be able to make sound financial decisions going forward. And we've also got some conditioning set up, and I, I'm missing the exact term, but basically, you can condition the cells so that if they if we are X amount of dollars over budget, it will code red, or if we are X if we a Y trying. number of dollars over budget, we can code it orange and so forth. It's so we can
1: conditional formatting,
0: conditional formatting. Thank you. And I see she's the spreadsheet expert and, uh, yeah, basically it's just a really helpful tool to do a visual scan and say, where are the red categories where we are going significantly over budget. We want to figure out why, understand why and hopefully make some changes. Either raise the budget, the budgeted dollar amount for the next month or change our behavior. So that's been a really helpful tool. We also use Google sheets to track our giving that's in a separate sheet. We also use it for a a bunch of other smaller things. Christine is a master of doing comparison shopping. Talk to us, <laughs> <laughs> talk to us about Great. your, well, tell, tell us about your, your current, or your typical approach. If you know you're going to make a significant purchase, let's say a new paddleboard, how do you use Google Sheets to do that as, in, in a very informed way?
1: Yeah, okay, so purchasing a paddleboard. Many of you, I'm sure of you guys know this, that spreadsheets are so helpful for this if you're not into the spreadsheet world, and I'm not sure what other format you could use. Uh, but it's, it, like purchasing a paddleboard, you have to take into account tax, for example, the cost, shipping fees, what a, a paddle will cost to go along with that paddleboard. And so if you were looking at vendors and you wanted to know how long it's going to take to get to you and then the different columns and like i said the shipping fee and all that kind of stuff and then you can tabulate it at the end and say a sum total some cost of this paddleboard will be x amount and then you can sort it and you know, do your highlights and stuff from there being able to compare and that's a great way if you're using like it's basically um some of you are familiar with the balance scorecard sheet and that that's what i do when, in google sheets all the time when i'm researching i again i prefer microsoft excel a little bit of a shout out there but because i'm sharing it with tim and i want to show him uh one of the recent ones was when we went cell phone shopping and we've had to figure out which plan to get and which phone to get there's so many options so many different uh cell phone providers networks to go with and you want to get the best bang for your buck then you make a make a good sheet and do your research
0: yeah Christine I honestly I've never met anyone so methodical in terms of her shopping and research you know she'll add more columns like reviews for example and another column to drop the URL so that she can share a sheet with me and say okay I've done all of the research let's say we're looking for an Airbnb in Kelowna for a trip and she's got You know, all of the columns are laid out, number of bedrooms, bathrooms, price per night, location, reviews, and URL. And it's, it's amazing. It's, it's something beautiful to behold. And again, it just makes all of that communication part for the couple that much more effective, I think. Again, Google sheets, just another phenomenal app in the G suite that helps connect us. It helps us communicate and it helps us literally stay on the same page. Okay, so really quick recap. So far we've talked about Google Calendar, Google Photos and Google Sheets. And next we wanna talk about Google Docs. And I want to quickly interrupt this program to say thank you for joining us for this mobile edition. You'll notice that the sound is maybe not exactly our regular studio quality and that's because we are in the car today. We're going for a little drive. So thank you for coming along with us. But Google Docs. So, how do we use Google Docs to collaborate and, again, stay on the same page? Okay, so one of our best uses of Google Docs when we're really on our game is connecting weekly, and usually it's on Saturdays, to go through sort of a default agenda. And I realize that to a lot of couples this might sound like horrifying, anal, compulsive, controlling behavior or something, but... Mm. To us, it's actually the most satisfying thing when we actually sit down and we talk through all of this stuff because so often we feel like in the couple life, the, these things just go on unsaid and then they have a tendency to sort of pop out at random times and become conflicts when really the communication could have gone in, the communication should have happened in advance to sort of rule out these problems, right? so. We sit down, we do a comprehensive financial review, and of course we jump into Google Sheets for that. We told you about our our spending tracking there. Then we review the upcoming week on our Google calendars. And so you see how this all fits together, right? We talk about relationships and friends that we want to be seeing. Sometimes we plan our next double date with another couple that we know. Couple of couples, not one particular couple. Then we address Things like uh, just housekeeping issues. And I don't mean literal housekeeping, but just, you know, things that are going on that maybe need repairs, uh, <laughs> change changes in income, issues with our small group or people to follow up on, doing some planning for our next vacation or time away, you know, talking even... We've had actually some good conversations about our diet because Christine and I don't see food exactly the same way. And so sometimes that shows up in forms of conflict in the kitchen. And so it's actually really good to take this time to sort of hash out some of those issues and challenges. And so again, all of that happens in our Google doc and it happens. We we sort of just fill out this agenda and we talk about things and then we're record whatever it is that we concluded so that we have a record of you know exactly what we talked about and i mean we treat it just like a board meeting
1: yeah yeah and you know it's it kind of gets exhausting and can get very long and again i'm thinking back to my work experience where if you have a large agenda and you're talking about you're meeting every week you're talking about for example daily operations things come up and um, where you're trying to put systems in place but uh, things will come up and you have to talk about it and you have to make a decision and because you're in a partnership you're doing it together you want to communicate and it, t- it can take a long time and I, th- I feel like let's talk about the example of our, our trip coming up to New York that in itself requires its own meeting with its own agenda because it's such a large conversation so many moving parts and well options and in New York, so many things to see. You can't do it all in seven days. So it's, it's us having these conversations and, and being intentional and going back to that. These are tools to help us be intentional and stay um, aligned in, in what we're doing.
0: I think the trip planning doc is another really good example because when it comes to planning a vacation, particularly one where you're not just sitting at a resort the whole time, but you're actually getting out of the house or the accommodation and you're doing things every day, you know, you could try setting that up entirely in Google Calendar, but Google Calendar is helpful maybe on a, an hour by hour, day by day basis, but it's maybe not quite as effective when you're trying to scan a whole week very quickly. And so what we've done for our upcoming trip to New York City is we've set up a Google Doc and we've itemized day by day, hour by hour, what do we want to hit? And of course, it's flexible. We're not going to stress out if we miss an event or if we're you know, three hours later than we expected to a different location. That's totally fine. But what we're doing is we're just sort of strategizing about what our vacation will look like so that we're maximizing our time while we're there. The last app that we want to talk about, Christine, is Google Keep. And there are other apps in the G suite that we really enjoy. Google Tasks, Google Maps and others that are not really as collaborative, but Google Keep comes in handy sometimes too. What are some of the things that you use Google Keep for?
1: Most of the time I look at Google Keep for my own daily task list, things that I want to accomplish in the day, and our weekly task list. There's my groceries in there. There's a wish list of things that I'd like. I, I start putting in a, yeah, I have this giant wish list. So when it is birthday time, Christmas time, and people say, what do you want? I actually do know off the top of, not off the top of my head, it's in keep. And I've got links and prices and all that kind of thing. It's not as um, detailed as Excel where I have got all these columns, but simply I just want these books that kind of
0: stuff i recently used keep to start a list of board games that we need to acquire as a family we want to put a bigger emphasis on board games because it's a great obviously it's one of the best things you can do as a family that gets us all away from screens and spending time together and so i got some great recommendations from people that i work with and then i shared the google it they call it a note i shared the note with my wife and the boys. And before I even had a chance to speak to our youngest son who is in eighth grade, he had already started to add to the list in Google Keep as well. And so we are collaborating on that list as a family. Now you notice that Christine mentioned she keeps track of her tasks in Google Keep. I know a lot of people do that. I still maintain that Google Tasks is really the place that you want to do that. It works a lot better. a lot more effective you can attach dates and timelines to it and and link it with emails and other things like that google keep is just a really simple list maker and it has a little bit of versatility as well in terms of adding photos and now actually did you know or have you tried google keeps image to text capability have you used that yet
1: i haven't but i watched you use it and get your mind blown
0: It's amazing. So again, if you missed that, you can take a picture in your Google keep app and then hit one button, one option and pull or extract all of the text that Google finds on the image. And then it will dump it into the note below the image as text. It just as plain text. So you can, you can imagine situations where that is actually extremely useful. Let's say you're at a conference you see a piece of paper lying on a table that looks interesting or helpful and you want to you know repurpose that in some communication well google keep is your ticket to convert that image into text but at any rate another great collaboration tool so quick recap on this episode we went deep into tech on this one we probably lost some listeners i think <laughs> that's okay. We geeked out and we love the G suite by the way. And we're, we're very thankful that the other was kind of already in love with the G suite before we met each other. So again, quick recap, Google calendar, Google photos, Google sheets, Google docs, and Google keep. These are five apps in the G suite that just help us connect as a couple. They help us stay on the same page, communicate seamlessly. And we highly recommend them for, you, if, if you're in a relationship, Google is a great way to just to stay connected.
1: Tim summarized all that that we just talked about. One of the things that I do want to just give a short little shout out is the audio to text. And Tim talked about that pictures to text, but the audio to text is really helpful when you it's kind of like you're taking a memo, but it the uh, there's enough intelligence in our phones right now that you can just speak to it and it'll jot down the note for you really quick most of our phones if you have the newer phones in 2020 you'll be able to do all these really quick and just it's a regular part of your lives and yes we may have lost some of you but highly (laughs) because technology is a part of our lives and things are moving fast and we all have things that we need to juggle If you're living in suburbia or in a city, this is your reality. Um, I
0: I think the feature you're looking for there is speech-to-text.
1: Oops. Yeah, maybe you should just... (laughs)
0: no no it's all fun I I love correcting Christine at every opportunity because she's infinitely smarter than I am and she's usually about three steps ahead of me on all of these technologies so anytime I can do that I will and shout out to our friend Christina Ham who I know is a holdout on Google Calendar for a long time but I think she's starting to warm up to it a little bit
1: I think so too
0: so keep it up Christina and hey if, if you need any nerd help you know who to call on right? Well, folks, thank you for joining us for this last edition. Well, maybe not the last edition of 2019, who knows, but uh, certainly we haven't published in a while. This was fun to do. If you are in the G, if you live in the G suite with your partner and maybe you use another app that we haven't mentioned today or use one of the apps we've talked about in a creative way that we haven't thought of, do you know how happy we would be if you shared that with us? please do so and if you have any violent objections to anything we've said here today then by all means share those ideas as well from tim and christine in downtown vancouver thank you so much for joining us for this mobile edition of the first comes love podcast we hope you enjoy a wonderful week merry christmas merry
1: christmas